Welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even good films get bad reviews. I am your host, Chris. I am the Brendan Gleason to our star of the Flicky Podcast, John. He is the Colin Farrell. How are we doing? Good. That's that might be the best compliment you've ever given me. You're welcome. Just looks alone. <laughs> I don't throw my fingers at your door, though. Yeah. <laughs> good. I also just generally don't, don't my pet. Yeah, I also just generally don't get upset at you, so that's okay. Yeah, also. yeah. <laughs> Goes both ways. It, yes, sure. Uh, so that uh, I uh, didn't exactly bury the lead. We are doing the Banshees of Inisharan. Correct. Did I pronounce that right? Inisharan. 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 I was. Th- I would. I think it's Banshees of Inisharan. Where. Uh, we're probably going to mangle a bunch of these names yeah. uh, going through this podcast. And we both have Irish in us, which uh, so uh, we yeah. Uh, apologize yeah. uh, for our shame to our Irish brethren. That's okay. Brethren. That's... Brethren. brethren. Uh, <laughs> the, brethren. the movie is direct, written and directed by the famous playwright Martin McDonough, yeah. who is He's also really now a famous, famous filmmaker. filmmaker yes. Yep. Um, it stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Carrie Condon, Barry Keegan. I'm going to say that's how I you pronounce his right. name. Keegan. I think that's right. Um, and it's uh, takes place during the Irish Civil War. Before yeah. we go into the movie, that's the setting. Uh, but before that, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Oscar nominations. So uh, uh, a little bit, just just your thoughts. You know, I I got to be honest. Um, see, I have uh, fallen. I haven't been following, honestly, the last couple of years. I've been a little disillusioned with Hollywood. I mean, I, I know of, of almost all, eh, a lot of these films, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, just per our conversation, re-glass onion last week, I think it's ridiculous <laughs> it got nominated for Best Screenplay. It's a terrible script. It's the first thing I texted you when I found yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so upset. My brother told me, too. He's like, did you know Glass Onion got nominated for Best Screenplay? Yeah. Because he also hated the movie. Before he even listened to our podcast, he didn't even know we were doing it. Okay. He goes, did you see Glass Onion? I go, yeah, me and Chris actually recorded about it this week. He's like, it was awful. <laughs> He's like, I, could, I, could, I had to force myself through it. He hated it off the bat. He hated It sounded like he hated it worse than we did. Um, but he actually made some points that I wish he had told me before the podcast. I would have brought it up because he... I can't remember them now, but he made he made some other points that uh, just the humor. He's like, "Is this funny? Is this supposed to be funny?" Like the sweatshop <laughs> joke. He's like, "That's not funny." Um, but yeah, we you know we <laughs> oh the sweat yeah the, you thought you made sweatpants uh, sweatshop so, so made sweatpants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that um, was bad that's not funny it's corny it's yeah. just not funny at all yeah um, it would be funny if Norm Macdonald said it because yeah. he was the king of anti <laughs> right exactly yeah. that's that's anti comedy <laughs> yeah from someone who's not trying to do anti comedy exactly. Awful, but let's, let's, not, uh, <laughs> let's not beat the dead horse, the dead, uh, the dead onion. <laughs> you can listen to our uh, award-winning podcast episode last week if you want to Oscar-nominated podcast episode. Yeah. If you want to learn more about why that movie is awful, but nominated for best adapted screenplay. Yeah, another thing we were talking about off-air. Yeah, adapted screenplay sequels now are just adapted screenplays. I guess that's always been the case. I yeah. never noticed it. I never noticed that before. It's. I always thought it was dumb. Okay. Um, it could win. Uh, did you see what else is nominated for? I think it's the weakest oh, uh, list out of all of them, which is weird because usually I, I adaptive would... screenplay is a very strong list, and original screenplay is usually the weaker one. It's the complete opposite this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look who else. I, I would Gun like is, to see I think Top, Top Gun Maverick. I think Top Gun's going to win it. I think it. I think it should. I think Top Gun's going to win that and win a bunch of tech awards. Has Sarah Polly? Maybe they'll give it to Sarah Polly. Has she won anything? Uh, uh, no, she was nominated for. Um, or, um, to one with talk to her. Talk to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh no, no, away from her. Away from her. Away from her. Oh, talk to her is uh, the other movie. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean. Nothing confused with talk to her or her. Listen, they're all about nominating. This sounds so awful. No, but you're right. I know you're. But about they're to all say. they're all about nominating like women or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah of course. Uh, they didn't do that, so obviously they don't like women talking all that much, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. They shocking shockingly went with uh, well, the Daniels. Uh, one of them is Asian, but like five out of the six best director nominees are white men. Yeah. Which is uh, which is rare. Well, when the, the Oscar So White campaign came out, it just uh, shook the boots of Hollywood, and they made sure to fix it from then on. And I it mean, sounds like they're best actresses. Four out of the five are white. 
Yeah. Well, well, three out of five. Excuse me. Well, Michelle, you, who else is not white besides Michelle? You, oh, I haven't. Uh, oh, Hong Chow. No. Oh, no, that's a Anna, Anna, Darmus. Dan and Darmus, yeah. But like uh, for pay, playing a white woman, for playing, for playing a white Marilyn woman, Monroe. for playing a white woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it is, you know, it's a little uh, five white men in the actor in, uh, in leading role. Yep, a little uh, different this year. Yeah, I'm glad Butler got his nom. Uh, oh, even though yeah, that I movie mean, is terrible, but like he actually, I mean, I think he's gonna win. I, I, I mean, he did a great job. You know, I haven't seen they want the him whale. to be a star. Yeah, oh, that's true too. They want and Hollywood's him to be a business, star. so and Lisa right. Marie. Just went to the pearly gates. Yeah, you're right. Oh, he's gonna take it. He's you're right. Win. You're right. The he's only way win. he doesn't win is if they feel like they have to award the Banshees of Innisfree. No, no, they and don't. And give it to Colin. They're not gonna give it to Colin because that's it. And I don't I, even think I'm not even sure how Hollywood feels about Colin. To be honest, I feel like they, he, he's a type they wouldn't like so much. Well, he's. I think he's actually the betting favorite right now. Oh, he is. I mean, he's great in the movie. We'll find out more with SAG. I'm surprised, like, Fra- so Brendan Fraser. He won the Critics Award. Yeah. and He's not, been winning all the Critics Awards, but that doesn't mean shit. Every, I've talked to a few people who've seen it. Apparently, like, the movie's all right, which is, uh, I love Jess Betterworth, but apparently a lot of people don't, but they said Brendan Fraser is so good in it that he elevates the film. He Like, he apparently he's, um, like, I have a friend who's an actor. He's like, I'm not even a Brendan Fraser fan. Yeah, he's like I watched that movie and I was blown away by how good he was. He made so, he made Brickell's boyfriend cry. Really? Is that is that hard to do? I don't know, but he told Brickell, uh watching that movie, he was crying. Wow, completely. Uh, but if he's a crier, that doesn't mean much. I, mean, I could be a crier. <laughs> well, I heard it's a, it's very similar to the wrestler. Oh, okay. You well, he tracks the same thing. Yeah. Right? Well, he's he's like uh, he's trying to reconnect with his lost daughter. Yes. Right? His estranged daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, but and I haven't seen like the other two almost... guys are just filler. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is no, no. I don't mean it like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but Bill they Nye, no why, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 you know, Bill. We really the like you. Award. You've been really yes, exactly. The, the award, and ex- especially with uh, Mr. Mezcal. That's yeah. that's essentially the Ryan Gosling half Nelson uh, nomination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's perfect. We way to we we it. see things for you in the future, right? Correct. Kind of thing. It's your foot in the door, kid. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be a star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I I'm just like reminded right in the face of how many movies I didn't watch this year. Well, uh, the new ones. Everything, I mean, everywhere, all at once is gonna probably win it. I think it's gonna win everything if it's even near close to as good as everybody's saying. I I so well. That's why I don't to, to throw that out there. But it's probably what we're gonna do next week, right? We'll we'll uh, we'll just say it now. Okay. I mean, you guys are but we could change that. I'm just saying, at some point, we are going to do that film. Yes. Because we want to do the Oscars coming up. Yes. Um, I'm a big Michelle Yeoh fan, too. I, I think she's going to win her yeah. Oscar. Um, but like, Oh, I, I don't know. know. I don't think she's going to win. I think Kate Blanchett's going to win. She has two. She only has one Best Actress. She's going to win another one. And... First off, do you know anything about Tar? Because I didn't, I didn't even know until the Oscars came out that I love Todd Field. Yeah. I'm a Todd Field fan. He wrote it specifically for children. her. Oh, he did. Yes. Um, do you know what it's about? Uh, she's a musical composer. Okay. And I don't know. I guess so. She that did. one I would like to do too. To yeah. Leslie, never heard of it. Blonde, I know. Uh, the Fablemans, I know. No interest in seeing that movie, to be honest. That's um, well. I have a feeling. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So Angela Bassett. She's gonna win. I heard she, it, like people again. Even my brother was telling me he's like, I did not like the film. Yeah. He's like, she's so good at it. He's like, she. Well, acted, she has the emotional heft in the movie. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like, she acted like this. She was dying of cancer, and this was her last role. Like that's that's actually literally. Oh well, played. that's apropos because uh, she's grieving for a guy who actually really died. Did, of did die of cancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but she better he, thank him when she gets that. Yeah, that she will award. But she, apparently, she's just amazing, which makes sense. Angela she's, Bassett's a she's very good. Oh, she's a great actress. She's also like, I, I, you know that really crappy show on Fox. Nine one one, that she produces and stars in. <laughs> no, I she's, actually I've seen that. She's yoked. I've seen the. Uh, oh yeah, I do know. I do know. Actually, I've seen the hour. It's like the nine one one logo comes yeah. up. She's got to um, be like sixty. She looks like she can break me in half. She's she's in great shape. Yeah, she, she like when you look at her, you're like, oh wow, she actually looks like a female cop. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive, actually. Um, no, yeah, but go for her. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie's gonna win everything. The thing is, I think Spielberg's gonna win Best Director, and I think that's yeah. gonna be the only thing that it wins, just like The Power of the Dog. 
So that means why do you think they're gonna get Spielberg? Does he have? He has a best director, right? He has two. Oh right, yeah, we talked about this. He has two. He has Saving Private Ryan. Yes, and Schindler's List. And Schindler's okay. And I think he's gonna win for this, and that's gonna be the movies uh, award. Okay. And, which means everything, everywhere, all at once has got to win something else pretty big other than best picture, and I think it's gonna win the screenplay. Which means the Banshees of Inishrain isn't going to is win. Is out. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I think is going to happen. Why don't you think everything, everywhere at once is going to win uh, Best Director? I don't think they're not going to give it to them. Spielberg's been cleaning up everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be if he doesn't win DGA, it's not he's not going to win. Right. But if he if he wins DGA, I think it's pretty much set in stone that they're going to give it to him. Okay. Essentially, because it's also like hit. It's his life. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one like of those movies. It. It's an O to himself. Yeah. And, uh Oh, by the way, Spielberg and, decided to celebrate himself, so Hollywood's going to continue to celebrate yes. him too. Judd Hirsch got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Judd Hirsch has got to be ninety. Judd Hirsch, yeah, for the Fablemans. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know Judd Hirsch was still alive. Yeah. What does he play? His grandfather? Yes. Great actor. Yeah, Judd Hirsch. Love him in Ordinary People. I remember it like that you know was who didn't get nominated? Was... Paul Dano again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I have a feeling they don't like Paul Dano. Maybe I don't know. I actually I don't think Paul Dano is such a great actor, but he's had some good performances. He plays the weirdo well. The like, thing I is, actually think he'll he... get nominated for everything else for a few movies, and then when the Oscars come around, like, he doesn't get nominated. Him. I wonder snub why him. that is. He snub him hard. I mean, to be fair, dude, usually male supporting actor is such a crowded field. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean Brian Tyree Henry on the Causeway, Kihui mm-hmm. Short Round. Oh right, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. win. I mean, yeah, yeah he's yeah. gonna win everything. Um, Brendan Gleeson, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keaton, Brian Tyree. I'm gonna look him up. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, listen, I I don't know these films, but it seems apparent. Uh, aside from um, uh, screenplay. For Glass Onion, uh, it doesn't seem like the choices are so bad. Other than Elvis being nominated for a bunch of things, because that yeah, but it's getting like sound and shit. Like at least they're not giving yeah, but it. It's nominated for Best Picture, and that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, but, but it make but it makes sense. It's Hollywood. You got it's Hollywood, it. dude. There's it's ten now. There's always bad movies yeah. in the Best Picture category yeah. now. Always. So yeah. there's gonna be there's I listen. I don't like a lot of. I don't think a lot of these movies are great, great. But uh-huh. it, based off what came out, it seems pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. And they did a they did the opposite of what they've been doing for the last few years, and they nominated big movies. Uh-huh. You know, they put Avatar in and Top Gun. And Top Gun, yeah. You know, they want people to watch the Oscars, so they put in two yeah, movies. Yeah, because their uh, ratings have been in the garbage I mean, for, yep. what, 10 years now? I don't know. A little, yeah, a little but less I mean, than that. But, yeah. But pretty... it was like, what was it, three years ago they had the worst ratings ever? It was like the year before COVID. Yeah. The worst ratings of all time. Yep. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so they want people to think Top Gun and Avatar can win. <laughs> top, top, top Gun could win, theoretically. I don't think it will, but it actually could. Yeah. It's got um, enough nominations where it can uh, come in and steal it, I guess. That and the Fablemans, I think, are the only thing that can beat everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I think everywhere, everything, uh, all at once is going to clean up. It's going to win a lot. It's going to clean up. That's my guess. It's going to win a lot. Um <laughs> the only person who could beat her in Best Director, I guess, is Spielberg. We'll see that's what it. happens at the DGA. Yeah, that's it. No so. one else has a shot. Um, so I looked up Tar just because I haven't seen... Mm-hmm. When's the last time Todd <laughs> Field did a film? Long time. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's only... The last one he did was Little Children. Yeah, someone give him the Guggenheim. Jeez. What is he living off of? Oh, that's what I wanted. I was just uh, thinking that. I, I, it's going to come out years from now that he was probably some big-time script doctor. Yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking, dude. Yeah. Um, I love Little Children, and I love In the Bedroom, too. In the Bedroom is one of the... He's had such a weird career, though. Saddest films it. ever in the bedroom. It's a great movie, but such a sad film. He's like a more artsy Sheridan. Yeah, well, but Sheridan is so prolific now. He's no, in no, he's very he's got prolific. Three fucking shows. That's what I'm saying. It's Taylor Sheridan, because like, I don't want to say failed actor, but st- very struggling actor. Yeah, but he went who... back to school to study film directing. He, did. he, he went, went to, to AFI, AFI. Yeah, and he studied under Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. Was it Kubrick? Yeah. Um, he's in Twister. Yeah, he is. He's one of the guys. He's one of the crew. <laughs> he's one of the crew with <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. 
who would have thought he's a probably a genius filmmaker right you know wow yeah i'm actually excited to see tar i want to see this movie i mean i just looked up it's almost it's two hours 40 minutes a long movie well i don't i've not read a bad review for it which could be a bad thing but ne- listen man you, you just can't trust reviews these yeah, days That's but the like problem. it, it looks like it's on peacock too it looks like Kate blanchett really fucking i mean she's brilliant yeah did she she got nominated for blue jasmine she won and she won for Blue Jasmine and then and won for the Queen. The Aviator. She won Best Supporting Actress for The Aviator. Really? Howard. Howard. Those are the only... I thought she won for one of her Queen movies. No, she was the favorite, and then they uh, Gwyneth Paltrow'd us. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Weinstein had to make sure Shakespeare in Love won a bunch of Oscars. Yeah, over yeah. Saving Private Ryan and Theory Line and Elizabeth. Yeah, he called in his... Uh... Massad handlers and took care of it. <laughs> that, wow. well, that's when the Oscars became the Weinstein Awards, Awards for a yeah, long time. Yeah. Getting uh, shitty movies like The Reader nominated. Ugh. Haven't seen it? No, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it, and I know it's terrible. Yeah. I know. Kate Winslet fact. won her Oscar for it. Yep. I mean, that's literally why it exists yep. uh, for Winslet to win her Oscar. Yep. The reason they, and everyone they knew propped it. it up. Everyone knew. Yeah. Yep. Even she knew it. I remember when she won. Yep. And she wasn't even the lead act. She's not even she, that was category fraud. She's a supporting actress in that movie. Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's the opposite when like Tim because I was just talking about ordinary people with Judd Hirsch when Hutton got yeah. best supporting. He's and the won. he's the lead actor. He's the lead. He's the star. He's, yeah, it's his movie. <laughs> it's his film. The movie's about him. <laughs> it's not about Ma- Mary Tyler Moore. Is so important you, in it, but yeah, it's not an ensemble piece. No. It's not even an ensemble. You're not even the star of the ensemble. Yeah, you are just the star. Well, you know why they did that. Well, because uh, De Niro yeah, they for Raging Ball. They didn't so, want to have him go up against So they De were like, Niro. We just, the kid could win and be the youngest, whatever. Yeah. And, and I love he's, him in the film. He's amazing in that movie. Oh, I love that. I, don't think I that, love that movie. That movie, I, I have a weird... Because I don't think it should have won Best Picture at all. But no. Like, no. But it it's is... Fucking Hollywood hates Scorsese, dude. But it is really good. <laughs> it's good. It's a good film. And Mary Tyler Moore is so good, oh, good in she's it. She's great. Donald Sutherland's great in it, too. Judd yeah. Hirsch is excellent in it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the therapy scenes are awesome. Yeah. Um, Robert Redford won a Best Director for that movie, though. Crazy, isn't it? It's... <laughs> It's crazy. Kind of shot like a TV movie in a lot yeah, of respects. It is. It's not. It's not a greatly directed film. He directed his actors well. Give him that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for, and he's like, good if at that. If his we're movies talking, always have good acting. Yeah, he's very. Te- Quiz Show. Quiz Show is also actually just well made. Too. Yeah, I mean Quiz Show is better directed that, than abs- ordinary it's, people. It's not even close. Yeah, everything about that movie is. That's like that's a guy who actually matured as a filmmaker oh, yeah. and oh, yeah, knows yeah, what yeah. he's doing now. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, ordinary people is I took the camera, placed it in front of my actors. <laughs> You're right. TV let them movie, do a really well made TV movie. Yeah, that's a way to describe it. Exactly. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, it uh, works. It works. <laughs> it, it works in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, we uh, nominated for nine Academy Awards. Second most is yeah. our movie this week, The Banshees. Of Inish Aaron, Inish Rain, Inish Moore, Inish Aaron, Inish Aaron. Yeah. Um, so yes, written and directed, like we said, by Martin McDonough. I think um, I'll just go right into it. I think visually, it's his best directed movie. It's uh, he knows what he's doing now. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's his best movie. I think it's actually his worst movie out of the three. Oh, really? I think Seven yeah. Psychopaths is his worst. Oh, it's I don't not even. Oh, close. you know what? I don't even think about that movie. I, it's not even. Close. I, I didn't. I didn't even remember that. Okay, so third worst movie. Uh, uh, it's not as. It's not as good as In Bruges, and it's not it, as good as Three Billboards. So, here's my um, struggle. In Bruges is his best film. Let's just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, the movie's it's great. His best movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Direct visually and even directing wise. Um, I actually think Banshees is much more is more mature. Same with yeah. Three Billboards. Um, I'm gonna be honest, and I hate saying this with Three Billboards, and I don't want to turn into a criticism about this movie. Really like the film, well written. I I thought Francis McDormand's character was was so one note in it. I was actually very disappointed in her performance, and I love Francis McDormand, one of my favorite actors, male yeah. female, just one of my favorite actors. Um, Rockwell crushes it. Yeah. Um. I actually like the ending, and I like. I like the ending. A lot of I people like, didn't. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I like, and it's a I, for me, it's a, like a classic kind of McDonough ending. Um, but even like things stick out in my mind that are just strange in that film. So like, even Woody Harrelson's, Woody Harrelson's wife, 
who's yeah. British and she's yeah. We made comments about that. Way younger. It's weird. It's and, and she's, she's in the Ozarks. She, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. And the you know what I thought? And I looked it up after and I couldn't find any info. And I'm like, yeah. she was sleeping with him. Right? Yeah. It had to be. It had to be. Yeah. Had to be. I don't. I don't like. Uh, you know. I don't want to make a casting couch accusation. Just saying. Just because the girl's beautiful. Yeah. But it doesn't track casting wise why this woman would be in this film. No. As Woody Harrelson's Not even wife a throwaway in line. Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. That we don't even acknowledge. No. That uh, uh, like this situation makes zero sense. Yeah. Zero. You went from London, wherever you're from, all the way to Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. No one moves, lives here on purpose. No. So there was that. He there picked was her also... up when he was on a, a college semester away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's like at least 20 years younger than him in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, there's that. And then I was, <laughs> and there's just other things. Like, I got to actually it's rewatch absurdist. the film. Uh, yeah, but McDonough's absurdist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this film's absurdist, too. I mean, the premise itself. Yeah. But uh, the CGI deer is yeah. something that is burned into my memory <laughs> as if it, it remind like even can't find a good deer anymore dude in missouri <laughs> you couldn't find one by accident you couldn't find one like none of them like not one crossed the road when you guys were driving your production vans not one that looked lovingly at francis mcdormand i mean even though we could edit that but yeah okay sure. oh, and they like, did edit it and they did edit it yeah that was the worst cgi i've i can remember in a long time it just and it's so plucked out like there's no cgi in the movie besides that yeah so it's so jarring yeah and it's so bad and it's such an an, an unforced error in the film that it's just burned in my memory and i remember it taking me out of the film for like 10 minutes being like what the fuck did i just watch why would you cgi the deer i'd rather cut that scene if i'm in the editing room and i'm mcdonough and i see that deer and how it looks yeah cut the scene or just because you don't actually need that scene or not have a deer. Whatever. You could do something a else. A fucking butterfly, a yeah. bird, a rabbit, a yeah. dog. A different sign a that her dog is there. Yeah. yeah. You can something. have any kind of sign. Something. Yeah. yeah. Cut the scene or change it. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> so there's that. I just think, uh, I don't know, this script, it, it's, it do, it's, this movie is absurd to the point where like, you could tell he's, he's a playwright. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like this works on so the, the stage. So the Banshees of Innish because... Sharon started off as a play in the 90s. He originally started uh, he, with... He yes. he con- he conceptualized it as a play. I looked at the I looked this okay. up. He, it was originally supposed to be a play, yeah. right? Um, because even the setting, it's all basically at the bar or at one of the homes, so it, it would have been easy. Oh, to this set movie's very stage. Irish. Uh, yeah, extremely we, Irish. We which have... I, I love, but I'm I you know I'm a little biased too because I there's a nostalgia feel for me too because I'm my mom's Irish yeah. and I've gone to Ireland every year, so like. Um, and I just love the Irish, uh, like the Irish pub setting. I've been to pubs just like that. Yeah. Um, the we, Irish humor, obviously the Irish accents, yeah. uh, which I just love in general. We have to. Uh, depressed men, uh, unfulfilled women. Emotionally repressed. The most emotionally repressed human beings on the planet. We have. Uh, who cover everything up with booze and humor. We have. Uh, That's what the Irish Scratchy are. wool clothing. Yes. Uh, it is cold. Like I said, unfulfilled women. Yeah. Um, sexually repressed, sexually too. repressed people. Uh, everyone knows one another. Who, are, who isn't a priest in this case? It's a cop, but the uh, no, but they like angry they, Irish cop. But uh, they insinuated the priest is gay. Yes, um, because McDonough, I think, uh, has a weird he's thing with a, churches. He's got an ambivalent relationship with Catholicism he, for sure. He. Has, like much of the Irish. <laughs> he has them uh, at arm's length. Yes. Especially sure. having priests curse like well, he does in this movie. Have you ever seen uh, his brother's movie, Cavalry? No. Oh, you should watch that. Oh, That's boy. Re- so it's it's actually it's a great film. So Did someone Brent, get touched by a priest? Literally the first line, and I'm going to say this line is very aggressive. Another line that's also burned into my memory. Um a killer so it's a guy who steps into the confession box is the premise of the film i'm not giving it away because it happens literally right away okay brendan gleason's a priest okay uh, an honest one um he was actually i have doubts yeah he well he never he didn't used to be he wasn't always a priest he was married and then his wife died he was a widower okay then he became a priest he has like a daughter um and the daughter's actually played from the girl from yellowstone okay plays his daughter and the first line, the guy steps into the confession box and says, the first time I tasted cum was when I was seven. Oh, my God. You're like, holy fuck. I think it's literally the first line of the film. Uh, <laughs> so the movie's about uh, 
rape in the Catholic Church <laughs> and the cover up and the guy basically so Gleason's uh, almost like this Christ figure in a way in, in the movie like allegorically a little bit okay. um, where the guy says it, and in, I'm going to take it out on you so in seven days I'm going to kill you Oh, and like basically Gleason is like well that's I never I never did anything and yeah. the guy knows that and he's like that's why he's going to kill him because he's innocent because nothing I didn't do anything to deserve this yes I didn't that's I interesting. didn't do it uh, it's a great movie that's interesting a great nice. actors in it um, a lot of actors you'll recognize uh, even the killer who reveals himself is one of the actors in the film. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know he's a killer till later on. Um, so I won't spoil that. Uh, but yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. Uh, like it more than Banshees of Inisherin. Actually, I think it's a better film well, than Banshees of Inisherin. Here's the I have because I did like this movie. I I, I really liked sound... it, but I, and I don't mean to hate on Banshees. I love Cavalry. It's actually one of the best movies I've seen in the last. I'll 10 give years. it a watch. Yeah, I'll give it a watch. Um, here's the thing. There's so many Irish cliches in this movie and Irish tropes. Uh -huh. And the thing is, he doesn't subvert any of it. Uh -huh. So it's like, I don't know what I read. I, I'm going to give this person credit. So just talk a little bit because uh, I, I, I want to look it up. There, yeah, was a, I guess, there was a critic that said I mean, I would ask you to define what, what you mean by cliches. I mean, I just feel like, like I said, a cultural exploration, the, repre the repressed women, the repressed men, the sad men. The... Yeah, but are we gonna are we gonna say that watching Goodfellas, the criticisms of Goodfellas, is it's it's uh, stereotypical uh, Italian New Yorkers, and it's a cliche mafia movie? You know what I mean? See, I didn't cliche... take it that way though. See, I but I took it like that's why I say to define it because I agree with you. I mean, because it's... usually he subverts things, and he doesn't. He didn't do anything like that in this movie mm -hmm. at all. It was just like, what he... did he subvert and in Bruges? Well, I'm talking about his, his plays are subversive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what that's what he yeah. aims to do. I mean, he he always seems to explore. I mean, to be cliche about, like uh, about it, I guess is uh, you know exploring the darker nature of human beings, kind of thing. I mean, he always he's always exploring the morbid, the uh, under the dark underbelly of these uh, you know small Irish towns. I mean, he does it uh, in his. What, what's it's the wet out west trilogy i've read all three plays i've actually seen one of them performed in cork in ireland okay um like the ten, oh, I gotta look up the lieutenant that. of inishmore the lieutenant of inishmore is part of another set of plays i mean it, he also the cripple of the it, so it's the cripple of inishmore oh. uh okay. and then there's the the uh queen the beauty queen of something something another great play um the Cripple of Inishman, Inishman, The Lonesome West. So that's that's and uh, it's a Connemara, the Connemara trilogy with Beauty Queen of Elaine and a Skull of and Connemara. I've read all three of those plays. Oh wow! And I've read um, then there's a Behanding in Spokane, which actually I haven't read. That was on Broadway a few years ago. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, uh, I've read The Pillow Man. Great, love that play. Um, he actually developed that at the Irish Rep for a bit in New York. Really. Um, yeah, cause, and they, they, I, cause I know the creative, uh, one of the co-founders, friend of family friend. Mm -hmm. And he said like when he first started, brought the pillow in there, it was completely different from what the final product was. Like oh, he wow. did a lot of revising on it. Um, but yeah, this, this much, it, it much more has much more of a, the energy of his earlier plays than it does of his well, past films. So Mark Feeney from the Boston Globe, I want to give credit. Okay. Wrote. Banshees is like a short story trying to be novel, trying to be a novel, and the extra pages get filled with the postcard views. And I think there is okay. some validity to that. Um, there is uh, not a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, um, I think it's very funny in, in a lot of ways. There's right. like the dialogue is very well written and it's very funny. But like the plot is uh, meandering, a little bit. Uh huh. Um, I think if taken literally, which I don't think you're supposed to, if taken literally, I think the film is you know fine, whatever. But it's supposed to be an allegory for the Irish Civil War, and I don't think it really works. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, and this is maybe my uh, dumb brain. I it wasn't even so. I was actually I'm like, oh, this is the context of the Irish Civil War. Mm -hmm. It didn't dawn on me. <laughs> Till it was um, that it was an allegory until mm -hmm. Colin Farrell turned on Gleason. 
mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, he, after the donkey dies, and he goes, you know, all right, this is the end, and then and then Colin Farrell goes, no, actually, this is the beginning. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. So Brendan Gleeson wants to break away, but still cares about him, but doesn't want to be friends with him. So, and so they have this connect. Okay, this yeah. is the Irish Civil War. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't see why it doesn't work. I I guess at least for me, I didn't find it so heavy handed. Even at the end, the last line I thought was nice and was also like that allegorical uh, understanding of the Irish Civil War when he says, you know, thanks for watching my dog, mm-hmm. and he goes anytime, and mm-hmm. like they still have this, you know, bond that they can't. Escape yeah. from the only thing missing was Bono coming in and with the peace right. treaty, yeah, yeah, and then exactly. they sign it like, yeah. with him, <laughs> like a bo- <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the only thing missing, yeah, 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 you know, as the streets have no name plays in the background, <laughs> right, right, of course. Um, you need a, you need you know. a Bono allegorical figure, you know <laughs> I mean? like the folk singer <laughs> from the island over. Come on, boys, let's let's figure this out. <laughs> down by the garden. <laughs> We'll write a little treaty, and I'll sing for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's what I was missing. I mean, I, I guess it's a little on. It's a little on the nose. I mean, it's listen. It's a simple story. It comes well really told. late. It comes real late. Yeah, but who cares? That's that's the movie. I know. I don't. But what comes late? Like the allegory comes late. Like it's not about yeah. the allegory though. But that's it's about I, the story. I think that's what he's trying to go that's for. Expressing though. the allegory. I think he's trying to go for it. I just think it's. I don't think it was had a. I don't think it was an. I don't feel like it's a necessary story. Uh, I don't know. It's I, and like I said, I like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. I just don't. You know, when you look at the Metacritic score, and it's like ninety three. Uh, I don't. I don't understand that. But you uh-huh. know, I also don't understand how a Knives Out mystery gets an eighty one on Metacritic well, that's, either. I mean, that's so. just a bad film, I guess. Well, and then we got to well, you got to start. So you get into this Roger Ebert esque uh, frame, right? Of like, again, um, he's not going to watch, uh, and this isn't exactly a one to one analogy, but he's not going to watch Bad Boys yeah. and judge it in the same way that The Godfather. He's talking yes. about this explicitly, right? Yeah. Which I think is a fair way of looking at it. And I think when you look at a work, it's what are they trying to accomplish and what kind of story they're trying to tell and how good a job they do at that. I mm-hmm. think McDonough did exactly what he aimed to do and told this story very well and it's a it's a on a general level, it's a tight script, it's uh logically consistent, there's a cause and effect, the absurdist elements work well without without uh, pulling you away from the reality mm-hmm. of this being the real world. I thought the character relationships are well developed. I really enjoyed the journey of all the characters. I had an emotional investment in all of them, mm-hmm. literally every single one. Even the 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 cop father, like in a different way. I didn't like care about him, but I like, actually had a visceral dislike of him. Yeah. Um. I thought the world he creates is is very vivid, and I felt like I was there in a lot of places. Like I understood these people. So um, there was times when I was watching it, I felt like I was watching an Aer Lingus commercial, especially. Yeah, in, like, but you're just being racist against Irish people, especially in the that's beginning. What you're doing it just with the clouds and the greenery, and then you <laughs> yeah, hear. But that's just what I. You, have you been? Uh, that's what Ireland you, looks like. And then you hear the Gaelic singing. <laughs> It's an Irish fucking movie. Again, are you gonna are you gonna judge very on the Martin nose. Scorsese because they're playing the Rolling Stones in Goodfellas? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, the American rock. I mean, like, I just I, I don't know why that's a criticism. You gotta judge your own kind harder. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Now you're on on whiting it, so you're put you're imposing on what he should hold, have done. Hold with on his to movie. your wool flat caps, boys. Right, we're going to <laughs> we're going to Innisfree. <laughs> you know what I mean? And listen, you can judge, you can make a criticism of like, listen, your vision or your ambition was weak or wasn't so compelling. I think or, this is so a like, play trying to be a movie. And it, I, I don't think it fits completely. Yeah. And I still enjoyed it. Like I said, like so I, mean, I, I agree know I'm, with you that it everyone here is probably saying he really didn't like the movie. No, I actually did. I think yeah. it's really well acted. And like I said, visually, when he, I think Martin McDonough is a much better. It's like when we talk about the quiz show and ordinary people. You watch In Bruges, 
and then you watch this movie. Visually, the cinematography is oh, it's improved. It's a lot, be- it, yeah, it's a lot yeah, better yeah, yeah, for sure. He knows what he's doing now behind the camera, and I'm not even saying Bruce is badly composed. Yeah, uh, visually, it's pretty good. But like just the, just the aesthetics of yeah, this movie you is, could tell is a better job exactly. And I, I, you know, it's a lot better, and the acting is fantastic. I just uh, there's something that leaves, leaves me a little cold. Okay. Um. Uh, Brendan, what what Brendan Gleeson does with his fingers doesn't entirely make sense to me. So it's things like that why I say it works better as a play, and uh-huh. I do agree with you. And I thought that right away. So right away, that is a plot of an absurdist play, mm-hmm. absurdist McDonough play. That is classic McDonough. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna cut off my fingers. Mm-hmm. Now, when you put that in a film, because the our relationship to the screen is different because again, and we've talked about this in other podcasts where like play, you get a, away with a lot more on plays, a lot more you can bend genre bend and reality bend because there it's an artifice already. There's mm-hmm. the artifice of the stage. We know we're watching actors like just yeah. part of our brain that knows, but you can get sucked into a movie because they're creating the reality of our world. Yeah. Right. Um, even in sci-fi and fantasy, the, the human beings still have to act like us, they can actually be a little more absurdist mm-hmm. on the stage psychologically and not really in tune with our own nature, and we'll buy it. On films, it's kind of it, it's a different situation. Um, so right away on a film, in the reality, like you're like, oh, I'm watching the real world. When a guy's like cutting off his fingers, when he wants well, to make music, yeah. So like that's insane. Yeah. Um, a play right away, I'm like, oh, he's gonna do it. Yeah. But in a movie, you're like, really? Is he really willing to? And then he just does it. Yeah. And then even their reactions are pretty, I thought, realistic, quote unquote, in the sense where so. like, holy shit, yeah. he actually did it. The only thing unrealistic um, was the him. actually thumping of the, unless he has the fattest fingers in the world, the the sound effect of the fingers hitting the door, it sounds like an Indiana Jones punch. Oh, because it's so heavy? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, No. If yeah. I cut my finger and threw it at your door, it's not going to make a sound. He says fat fingers when he's a big guy. He's got to have the fattest ass fingers. Then. I feel like if he's really chucking them hard, I Wait, don't know. No, That's he a good just, question. He just threw it. I'm trying. I'm looking at my finger because I, I have skinny fingers, so I'm trying to yeah. think. If I cut off my finger and hit it, listen, man, you don't need something so heavy to make a thump like that. I'm trying. All right, uh, we're, we're getting re- off track. Rewatch it. Track. It's not important. It's not important. I'm gonna make it important. Okay, that's a minor. Okay, <laughs> it's a minor criticism. Yes, you might be right. That's a yeah. minor. Cri- that's not enough to take you out of the movie. No, but I thought about it though. Right, okay. I did think about. It. I'm okay. like, this is a little too loud. Hmm. Um, listen, it's a simple. It's a simple story. There, and there's and interesting. I, there's are interesting I, questions posed in it, like when he talks about, uh, you know, no one remembers nice people. And I'm, I'm like, I agree with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's right. <laughs> no but, one remembers that. And there's like two, two competing philosophies going on. Yeah. And it, it, but it's like. And my heart does break when he says I that when he's like, you know, you're just a good. When the guys say to him, the uh, the bar owner and the and the patron, are just like, yeah, you're just one of life's good guys. And he's like, you know, I didn't know that was like a bad thing. Like I felt really right. bad for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I, I can completely empathize with that. Um, I can empathize with both of them, really. Um, even though it's, it really doesn't make sense that he just doesn't like him one day. It really right. still – like you could still just like put him at arm's length and be friends with him and do what you want to yeah, do. But, and, well, hey, hey, buddy, I don't I'll need to honest. see you at the pub every day. So again, we're getting into the theatricality of it, right? Where right away where I I was ready to criticize a film where I'm like, yeah, I just don't like you. And yeah. like he just doesn't want to talk to him. I'm like, really? That's how he'd act? Again, I would buy it on a play. But then the next day – when he comes back and I actually thought McDonald kind of subverted his style a little bit where it became more realistic where he comes back. He's like, listen, I was too hard on you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm in. So I thought he actually handled that well, personally. And when you actually listen to Gleason's character express basically his life philosophy, to me, yeah. it makes sense. It's a guy who's staring at middle age he's staring at the last half of his yeah, life past I think middle age mad. yeah i think he's staring like death is right. coming and he he's like it. maybe he's been thinking about this for a while and now he's actually pulled the trigger so to me i don't know that to me tracked i also didn't i'm I really not dim didn't find a, i didn't find it so meandering i mean I, I like i guess there's some superfluous moments that you could i mean i'll say the most superfluous and the and the most um 
honestly cliche even in terms of McDonald's style was the witchy woman like oh, the, the banshee, the banshee yeah. right and I understand it's called the banshee of Sheeran, but like you didn't need her at all so like she's uh, just did there you to need be Barry weird. Keegan yes you do need Barry Keegan I mean Barry Keegan actually drives him to do certain things Barry Keegan is one of the reasons why I, he yeah I I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil hmm. if it wasn't for Barry Keegan he doesn't go to his house at that point that's yeah but, and it's Barry Keegan he bounces and actually the relationship with him and Barry Keegan is important because he's basically comparing himself to Barry Keegan because he's considered yes. like the dimwit of the town exactly and now he's like well now I gotta be now I've, wait I'm the dimwit and then, and then he becomes friends with the dimwit to find out if he's really the dimwit and then him and, him and, and then the you, dimwit actually become friends but you also get and you also but you also, even though as much as Barry Keegan's character is a dimwit. He's actually there's, not. He's actually not stupid. Actually, there's there's some ways that he's actually a lot smarter well, than Patrick. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that's part of the joke of the movie. Yeah. Like you find out, like, ooh, he's actually smarter than you. Touche. It's French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's actually not a dimwit. He's just kind of a weirdo. He's a creeper. He's a creeper. And then you understand why. Yeah. Um. Later. Uh, now I. But the thing is, I don't. I don't. I, uh, should we spoil it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think we should. What's the what's the point of him dying i uh, took it as he committed suicide so we don't know right so what was the point i thought he committed suicide well i mean it does tie to i mean i, I he's tired of getting some sort of women. allegory in there i mean it's just a tragedy in and of itself it also uh it fulfills the prophecy if we're going to find a reason for why this woman exists which is basically just I guess sort of its own exposition. It's not even exposition because it's not needed. Yeah. But she's like, you know, there are going to be two deaths on this island, and I hope yeah. it's not them two. So it creates suspense for the audience, and you yeah. find out it's him and the donkey. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if there's a point, you know, but the, there's so many ways you could uh, like it doesn't lead to anything, but it's the end of the movie. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's a tragic ending to the character, and there is, I think, that actually might be part of you know if we're going to analyze it thematically that might be part of the uh understanding or or mcdonough's philosophy is like there isn't a point like there is a certain absurdist Mm -hmm. uh nihilism or uh despair to to his death i mean it's just it's just a tragedy for tragedy's sake that might actually be the point i think it works i mean also just because it happens at the end of the movie you don't need it you didn't need without it i mean if he died and then he just dies out of nowhere and then it creates a left turn just out of that it could have been a like you know it's a bit of a deus ex machina or whatever mm-hmm. but um the movie's already is like it kind of marks the end of the film yeah um and there is a tragic turn and then you have to consider what you know maybe watching it again we pay more attention what the how these actions led to even barry keegan getting to that point because it leads to the blow up with him and the cop in the bar mm-hmm. and then he reveals it to everybody maybe that maybe if that never happened maybe if Brendan Gleeson never got into the fight with uh, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, maybe the kid never kills himself because the ter- the events don't unfold as they do because he got tied up into it. Yeah, and then he goes um, to Carrie Condon's character, who's very good in this movie. She's, she's very good. excellent. I love her in this movie. And she essentially shuts him down. He wants to be get get with yeah. her. And then she leaves. And she, then he then and he leaves. dies shortly after. Yeah, which like is maybe, why I took it as him killing himself. So like that was his last remaining hope was not even being yeah. with her. I think maybe he just liked her being on the island, and now he's yeah. got basically there's no source of light there and then also you got to consider too as well he becomes you know friends with colin farrell and he actually looks up to him as a way because he's a good guy and barry keegan basically his part of his philosophy is like everyone in this island is a piece of shit they're all assholes they all treat me like shit you're the only one who's nice to me Mm -hmm. and then he mentions that he he lies to the music guy about his dad dying to get him away from gleason to basically troll them uh, and the kid, <laughs> and the kid, got hit by a bread truck, right? And it really crushes the kid yeah. emotionally. He's like, "Oh, you're just like them." Yeah. So like, it's almost like all the hope gets drained out of him. So I yeah. think there is. I mean, it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. If you actually look at the events that lead to the, no, film, I'm not saying it's very much tied. I'm not saying it. it happened out of nowhere. It's just I just, uh, I don't know. It, I don't think it's it happened. Irish out of nowhere. tragedy, man. I mean, it's a sad. <laughs> I mean, you know. It, it, you know I don't want to say it's just life life happens because I think it's more specific than that. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, McD- I mean it's a certain pessimistic view of the world. Well, yeah, and then there's some very Irish things in it. Like in the beginning of the movie when you see Colin Farrell's Padre character, he's about to shave and it's the cracked mirror and the thing. I mean, that's taken from Ulysses. 
straight. Okay. It's right. It's certain the beginning of yeah. Ulysses, and then he cracks it at the end before he decides right. to set fire to the to his house to uh, Brendan Gleeson's house. So it's his identity, like shattering even further. Yeah, w- which is funny because uh, you know Ulysses by James Joyce. James Joyce uh, went after other Irish writers like W. B. Yeats and yeah. them because Yeats. Uh, and so Joyce like, hated Yeats, didn't he? Yes, because Yeats, even though he was Irish, uh, he was an elitist Irish who actually lived a lot in London and yeah, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Martin McDonough is kind of very similar. He yeah. uh, is an Irishman who lived a lot of his life in England. Yeah, but he, I mean, his family moved there, I think, at some point. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, he, he's, yeah. It's, it's almost like he's Irish in a way, obviously more than us, but it's very similar yeah. where he has... Excuse me. He has like an I more of a what the idea uh-huh. of what uh, Ireland, especially back then. Oh, uh, so you're saying it's th- that's it's kind of Yates like, yeah. It's a bit of a detachment that you recognize. Yeah. Okay, that might be fair. Yeah, yeah. you might be right. Um, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm uh, if I could even judge that adequately. I mean. No, you, you know what I mean. No, it's just something like if you're saying like a true Irishman would make a they would they would. You think it'd be different? I think you're, you're saying like this is why it's a bit of a cliche of Irish people yes. or a cliche of Irish culture because he has this detachment, so it becomes a cliche because it's not actually he he believes it's 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 a Londoner writing about what he thinks Irish people are like in yeah. a way. Yeah. Oh, I spent uh, two weeks every summer in Ireland. Yeah, I know Ireland. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, you know Ireland, that. sure, but you don't know. No, mm-hmm. you know, you. You know, that but that's my that's just right. my opinion. I also like it's so at least a sort of simplistic. I feel like a movie like Belfast has a, is a more truer representation of how Irish people are. Right. Okay. Or even like when this shakes the barley. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's just how I that that's my interpretation. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's that's really that's kind of what my problem is with the that's problem very small problem i just i just think it's uh the story out of his other movies is the weakest out of his yeah. big movies i don't even seven psychopaths i, I never mean, saw so i'm not even gonna think about uh, that. but like we should do that movie i i again i've only seen it once <laughs> i hated that film and i was so excited for it too I yeah mean, it's got like, a huge Colin cast Farrell, sam rockwell tom waits tom, yeah oh, dude there's everybody's in it yeah. and uh it's not good yeah, we all um, have misses. It just falls off the rail. And I was so excited after In Bruges because I was like, this is, In Bruges is amazing. Yeah. Um, but he came, you know, he came, uh, you still see this talent in the movie. And like, a, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, it's not, not here or there. It's a different film. Um, but of his three movie, I, you know, it's just a different film. Again, it's, it is a simple story. It, it, it does read more like a play than a film because mm-hmm. of the absurdist aspects and he does pull back and there is a realism that you buy mm-hmm. but he does stretch it but I, I i'll say the most visceral stretch where i'm like oh this on a stage this would this would translate really well but in a movie it, it it's a little hard to swallow mm-hmm. is when he's uh basically conducting the music students and he had just cut his fingers and there's yeah. blood everywhere yeah <laughs> And they're just all pretending he's not bleeding, and it's not weird, and everyone's just having a good time. That was a little over the top. Stubby. That that was a little hard to hard to swallow. Like really, and at no point, <laughs> like, and they hinted it. Like they they do have a few lines about it, but I mean, I might think he's clinically insane. Oh, and abs- that's not really acknowledged. I mean, again, they're not going to talk that way in the twenties, but like, they're going to say he's like he's off his rocker. I oh mean, yeah, they, for they sure. Do say it. A a couple times, right? Like they they do. Oh, I like, think no, he's he de- I think he's depressed. Yeah, right, right. Oh, and that's part of the absurdity of it too. Like these Irish people, like just accept which that, then like, he, this is something which he would do. He says to the priest, "Yeah, I'm thinking dark thoughts again." Right. Yeah. yeah obviously, yeah. you cut your fucking hand off. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, you, yeah yes, you're a fucking sad Old man. Irish man thinking about his mortality and wants to put something useful out in the world. Right. Yes, you, you seem depressed and dark. Yeah. Like, I'm not shocked about this. No, I don't think it's meant to be shocking. I mean, you know. No, no, it's just like he's saying, like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. And, like, you right, kind right, of right. believe him in a weird way. Yeah. 
Like, it's like, yeah, I just really don't want you around me so much. I'm willing to do this and fuck it. But then, like, they, you know, he goes back to the priest and he's like, no, nah, yeah, I'm thinking bad thoughts. Again. Yeah, yeah, right. And then they have the interesting thing where, you know, he feels bad that it, his fingers led to the donkey's death and he yeah. no- knocks out the cop. Well, even like when the cop, <laughs> it's just a really nice scene and adds to the complexity of the relationship um, is when the cop basically beats the shit out of Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, and Brendan Gleeson brings him home. Yeah. And like helps him and, and ties the horses together and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and that was a nice scene. So it's things like that. Yeah. But to be fair, after something like that, you get, you do get it. Mm-hmm. You're like, he still cares about him. Okay. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be friends with him. Yeah. Um, and he can't just unfriend. He can't just unlove him. You know, if anything, like yeah. you can even say like, no, he still loves the guy. He just doesn't want him in his life. It's uh, like a breakup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. An, am, an amicable breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only with a stomach. But it's like friends. their family. You can't just unfamily family. You can just, you can stop seeing them. Yeah. But they're still your family. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. that I agree with. Um, but if, is there anything like specific you want to talk about? Um, cause I, I pretty specific. I really like the acting. I'll give it. They're all really good. I love. I thought honestly, it's very good. In f- my favorite performances, in order, uh, and I mean this. This also comes down to like the the meat of the roles too. It's not even like a necessarily criticism or elevation of one actor over another. But it was Colin Farrell, Kerry uh, Condon, and mm-hmm. then uh, Gleason or or Barry are pretty close. Yeah, there. Kerry um, Condon's really good. I was. She's really. Good. I love you know, all her when, scenes when she's at the dinner table and she's like, you know. You're not dim. <laughs> You're a nice man. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's such a great, but it's also like you feel bad for all of them. Yeah, yeah. And like you empathize with it, and then you know they they come with you with the punchline. It's like you know I'm just as smart as you. And she's like, yeah, that don't be dim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we all know that yeah. you're not as smart as me. And I, I do but like then, the arc of her. And actually, and she, she also, puts and them she, in her place. She puts Brendan Gleeson in her place too. Yeah. With uh, the Mozart. With the Mozart. But she also empathizes with them. Yeah. They like, are because they're similar. Because they're of, on they, the same intellectual level, they think and very she might similar. even be smarter than him. Yeah, she's probably. I mean, she's well, she, more well read than him. Yep. Um, she decided I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and she and I like the scene where she calls him out, like, "Oh, he's boring." It's like you're all fucking boring. You're yeah. all boring. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah. This is, and she's right. Yeah. You know, um, it's nice that the film can acknowledge that, and she kind of gets her happy ending. She gets like her dream job, where she gets to get off get off this miserable island and maybe yep. find a man. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not living with her brother anymore. No. Um, so, and I don't really know what the allegory is supposed to be there, but uh, you know, she's the one that gets away. Um, maybe she's Martin McDonough. He, uh, I got away to England. I don't know. <laughs> Making shit up. But, um, but yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the scene where Glee, where Colin Farrell loses on on Gleason in the pub. Mm-hmm. It's the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Love that scene. It's a scene I could watch over and over. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. Even I, I will say one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, you know, criticizing the old woman who doesn't, who, you know, she serves a purpose, but the movie could have happened without her. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's always, if it's a criticism that has to be so tight that everything is is a part of a cog in the wheel, and if it, if the cog doesn't help move the wheel, we'll take the cog out. Um, where he's like, you know, I don't don't kill the dog or whatever, and he's like, don't put don't put fucking ideas in my head that we were fucking there in the first place, you fucking nutbag, <laughs> nutbag. And then she says nutbag. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite line of the film. I, I actually really, I, I actually really like when he says to his sister, he's he's like, what do you mean you try to hide from her all the time? Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. scene. Yeah. And she's like, no, <laughs> I don't. Her out, no, like, right I, in front what of are her? you talking about? Yeah, you, yeah. What are you talking about? You hide behind walls, right? <laughs> like I've done some similar stuff, so I empathize with all that. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny movie if you can if you are into that humor. I, I mean, uh, which I, I am. am. I'm a big so fan I, of Irish I find humor. I found a lot of it very funny. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's really about it from mine. I think it's uh, I think it's well acted. It's uh, well shot. I think the story's just a little eh. Um, but overall, I I think it's a good experience. I saw it twice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point in my life. But yeah, I will too. I sure. think it's it's probably going to be a little bit before I ever watch it again. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what would your score for this film be? 
Uh, I'm going to say like, and in terms of what it wanted to accomplish, I'm going to say like 85. Okay. 85, 86, honestly. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 72. Okay. 72 is my... Uh, you know what, 88. I'm going a little higher. A little higher. 88. Put I'm trying try to look at his other movies now. Put it up a Because in Bruges, I would, I would, I think is his best, and I'm going to give that like a 91. That's a really good movie. I love in Bruges. I could watch it all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's very rewatchable. Again, the actors, I mean, he, you know, he does a great job choosing and obviously directing his actors as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, that, well, that's one thing about this movie. No midgets. Yeah. Thank no God. midget, no midgets in this movie. He, I Thank guess, God, I don't want to be sad looking at the midgets. I guess he, I guess he ran out of midget jokes. Yeah, yeah. For films, <laughs> he, he wasted it all. <laughs> he, he put them all in Imbruge and three billboards. In three billboards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the the, the midget jokes in Imbruge. Like whatever hit the cutting room floor, he's like, I gotta use these. <laughs> so he brought it back. <laughs> Isn't weird. it funny? The little people. Yeah. <laughs> he's so they're so tiny. Is that hilarious? Like, yes. Did you know his his name was Sneezy? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's horrible. Um, so yeah, you uh, you said you wanted to do everything, everywhere, all at once, probably next week. Yeah, just because you said we you know we should start doing some of the Oscar movies that we haven't yes. seen. Um, um, you know, this could this could very well be. I would I hope actually that it's a good review. I mean, yeah. We can find other movies to shit on to compare it to. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think this was also pretty good because yeah, we yeah, somewhat was, disagreed a little bit. So yeah, I think yeah. that's good that There's we... There's plenty of criticism in this podcast that you you levied yeah. at Banshees to make this uh, a worthwhile review where we're not just... Um, Heaping pra- praise. S- s- singing its Boring praises. Boring praises. Yeah. Because um, I agree with some of your criticism. Again, even watching the film, I'm like, yeah, this this is like a play. Yeah. In a film form. And it, uh, I won't say it works better as a play, but the nature of the premise is yeah. theatrical. Yeah. There's a yeah. theatricality to it. I agree with you. Um, whatchamacallit? But before we go, though, uh, so we'll do everything, everywhere, all at once next week. However, mm-hmm. I want you to keep track on Netflix because okay. all of the Rocky movies are on Netflix. And one of the films that I originally had that we must do on this podcast is Rocky Five. Now, that is not a good movie. Okay. That is a dog shit, terrible movie that I will have a lot of fun probably reviewing with you. But we have to keep track of when it will come off. Okay. Well, what we could. Uh, well, I don't want to do that soon because I, w- I want to. We should do all the Oscar movies now. Okay. And but, then and we could even go. Do that. We'll do like if we want to like just go Oscar style. Mm-hmm. We could do the original Rocky and then follow it up with Rocky Five because I haven't seen yeah, the original yeah. Rocky in so long. Yeah. Whatever you want. And then we, we can could end do up comparing it to Rocky we Five. Should, yo, Ro- Rocky Five is. Who's the villain in Cliffhanger Bad? Who's the villain in Rocky Five? Uh, there's two villains. Uh, there's Tommy Gunn, who was played by a real heavyweight champion. Okay. And uh, Duke, uh, who is essentially he's a more slick um, Don King. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about the film. Yeah, uh, Rocky loves to fight black guys. Yeah. Get his ass kicked by them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that world. When you're a heavyweight boxer, if you're gonna if you're gonna compare it to real life, most of the time they're black. I'm just, no. I'm just. We get I, it, Chris. Rocky's a racist. Just say, come out and say it. I'm just casually throwing out there that Sylvester Stallone might have a thing against black people. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeah, school no. Italian eight-year-old Sylvester Stallone from the Bronx, where he's from. Where the fuck he's from? I don't even know. He's from here. He's a. He's from Queens. He's from Bayside, I think. Bayside. Yeah, him and Burt Young, I think, are from Bayside. I know Bert is a Queens boy. Yeah, and then James Kahn. I think they're and all. And Kahn is a Queens boy. Yeah. I knew I know both that. I didn't know Sly was a Queens boy. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm gonna Google that right Google now. Google it. This has nothing to do with this podcast anymore. That's okay. Who cares? We're having fun. Sylvester Stallone. I started watching speaking of him, I saw me and Tina watched the first two episodes of uh Tulsa, Tulsa King. King. Okay, how'd that go? It's not bad. It's fun. Is it Stallone Sly doing Stallone? Yes. Oh, okay. Correct. He was born in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, moved to the U.S. His mother, younger brother, Beth. No, he moved. They moved to D.C. in the fifties. Oh, I thought he was a Queens guy. No, no, no. And then he went to f- school in Philly for a little bit, and then Mer- oh, he bounced around a bit. But he was born in New York. Oh, so that's how they put. They bounced around. That's how he got the marble of his own mouth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then you have. Voice. And then you have Frank with his angelic doo-wop voice. 
Yeah. <laughs> Frank Stallone. It's like the Norm Macdonald jokes. I still love them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Okay. So yes, we have to pay attention to that because I Rocky Five is so bad. It's cliffhanger bad. Uh, I would hope it's worse than Cliff. I mean, Cliffhanger is fucking bad though. Yeah, it's entertainingly bad. <sighs> okay, so right, yeah, that's good. Uh, so yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is the Oscar favorite, we'll be doing next week. Uh, we are the Flicky Podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, any other uh, platform. You can give us five stars. Uh, send us a comment. Um, anything else? Uh, nope, that's all. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin's on HBO Max. Oh yes, yeah. Please watch it on it. Don't go, you don't have to go to the movie theater. Watch it on HBO Max, and uh, which is worthwhile. And uh, that's it for me. Yeah. All right. Until uh, next time. Bye. Bye.